to another episode of Beyond the Blade, episode 124. I am your co-host, Chad Didimenesis, and I'm joined by Mr. Anthony Chandra here this evening. Anthony, what is going on, my man? Doing good, bud. How about yourself? Not too bad. I can't complain. You know, there's, um, I mean, I can't complain, but I, I would say from the last time we talked, I, I think life is more, what do I want to use here? It's not say difficult, because that's not really the case. It's more... It's becoming more difficult, right? It's becoming more difficult to get through the days. Uh, boredom yeah. is definitely settled, settling in at times, uh, especially when this weather is not, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. helping anybody. Uh, so you know, you're, you're stuck inside because weather is crappy, and you can't really go anywhere or do anything. And then there's no sports to talk about, and then you're like, yeah, maybe I'll write about something. And then you're like, yeah, I don't know what to write about though. And so then you can't do that, and yeah, it just you know gets in, and then you hang out with your kids for a little bit, and you're like, yeah, okay, that was fun, and then. I don't know. Oh, I only have 18 more hours left in this day, so that'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely run out of ways to entertain a two-year-old, so uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyone's got suggestions in the comments, I'll take them. No, but uh, yeah, it, I'm, it, you know, I'm not the turn on the TV kind of dad. You know what I mean? It's just I, I can't yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I just no, I get feel, it. feel guilty if I do it, so I... I but man, like the, the the sweet siren of television is so tempting right now because, like, like you said, you have, you know, got eighteen extra hours to fill. It's just like, okay, <laughs> I don't have eighteen hours of two-year-old entertainment. Yeah, I mean, today we kind of helped. We turned on a uh, Disney Plus and let them pick a movie out. So we all yeah. kind of watch a video. So that was nice, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm at the point. I'm literally at the point now where I'm just I just go to the kid like. This is the second day in a row. I'm like, I don't know, I want to order a dinosaur online. Look at dinosaurs together. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm spending money to pass time. I will pay you to be <laughs> occupied. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Come pick out a dinosaur. Let's take like 30 minutes doing it so we can pass some time. But it was like today kind of went fast. Today was a weird day. I was I kind of, well, it was weird for a few reasons. One, because the four-month-old decided she was in a nap for four hours today, which I'm not complaining about. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome that's to have that. But um, I got to sit down and just watch kind of movies. And then next thing I know, I looked up and it was four o'clock. And like, that's, I, don't, I can't remember that happening before. So there you go. That was kind of nice. Sunday kind of flew by. But uh, now here we are talking hockey on a podcast. And I feel like we should do this in the beginning because it wouldn't be fair to Bill. Um, for those who didn't see it, uh, last time we talked, Bill was on maternity leave. Um, and we said he'd be back. Well, it turns out that I'm a liar 
because Bill, because <laughs> Bill isn't coming back. Well, I shouldn't say that because there might be some time to be back on. But as a full time person, Bill will not be back. Uh, he decided to hang up his microphone and retire from the podcast, which is, you know, unfortunate. I mean, Bill and I started this four years ago, and you know, it it, it kind of went. I think farther than any of us, either of us, thought it would go. Um, you know, to being an SB Nation podcast now, which is crazy and something we probably never imagined when we first started this. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's bittersweet, you know, and, and there's, for those wondering, there's nothing wrong with Bill. He just um, had his second kid recently and, you know, he's got some things going on at work that he wants to focus on and doesn't want to, the way he put it to me, he didn't want to shortchange either of us. So going out, Bill was still looking up for us, you know, he didn't want to shortchange us and didn't know if he'd had time to commit. So, he decided it was time to step away here. And he also, <laughs> which I understand this part, he also admitted the team is really starting to wear on him. So mm. yeah, that part is completely <laughs> understandable. Lost his love of the game. <laughs> so pretty much. I mean, like, I'm, I told him I'm not trading him. He's still under contract. So <laughs> that's what he's trying. Your rights are retained through 2024. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he technically still under contract with SB Nation. So we, we own you. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. You know, we'll, we'll miss him. He, um, you know, I mean, even getting ready for the podcast today was weird. Uh, like the questions, that's his thing, right? Like he usually yeah. does that and then he kind of goes through that for us. And like today, like I, I had to do that. Like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. How do, I, do I write these down? Do I just keep them on Twitter and pull out my phone? Like, how am I going to do this? And it was different. We need, we need an intern. We do. We do need an intern. Do need an intern. So you want to be an intern or you can let us, Anthony or I know, you know, we'll. You get zero college credit. <laughs> you get zero college credit. Uh, we can't pay you because SB Nation doesn't pay anybody anything. And um, you get to write down our questions for us that we get. Love, love of the game, right? Love of the game, yeah. But yeah, it's sad. But that, that's that's kind of the news that we were talking about earlier in the week. And then we pushed the podcast back because the NFL draft, you know, that was it. So I shared it a couple of days ago, but maybe not everybody saw that. So. So that's why Bill is not around and will no longer be around. So sad day. A sad day for Beyond the Blade podcast. But we'll 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 adjust and try to perform our best in his honor. Here, here. Go Bill. Go Bill. All right. Hockey team. Things are not happening. I'm saying things are <laughs> happening, but things are not happening. <laughs> These are happening in my head. Uh, I think today's the most I've thought about the team in a long time, to be honest. The current team, at least. Thought about the past teams a lot. Current team, not recently. Until today. And, uh, you know, they're not good. You know, so that's... <laughs> if you forgot, that's, that's the case. But, you know, one thing I kind of want to ask you, I thought about before we kind of maybe get into the topics here. It's interesting. Um, I guess this is one of the topics we're going to talk about. We we're going to talk about anyways. Maybe we can kind of start here because it's relevant to that. But... You know, I, I'm curious if I get a chance, um, you know, if, this, if the season does end up starting here, which is kind of as the days goes on here, looking like that's more and more likely um, that we are going to see some type of regular season hockey in the Sabres play again this year, which I don't know, I guess that's as positives and negatives, but... It's hella dumb. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, I'm kind of, I, I'd be curious to ask um, Kruger if... You know, that this is a rare opportunity, I mean, ever maybe, that you have a chance to kind of self-evaluate yourself in the middle of a season, determine what maybe you did wrong, what didn't work, 
and then have the opportunity to come back with that same roster and maybe implement some of those changes. So I just find that I find that interesting, you know, like you, you might even get some players back for all, you know, I mean, it's Saboka. Like, I mean, for the Sabres, yeah, it would probably only be Saboka. Like, I don't think they're going to bring Thompson back or anything, but, no. I, but I mean, you can bring like, you can bring cousins into the picture if you want that season's over. Yeah. You, you can bring up Asplund. You can bring up Bryson. Like, you know, you have that opportunity to do that and, and do those things. So I'm, I'm curious one kind of his, what his thought would be on that. Like if he would be able to take advantage of that, or is he just going to, here we go. We're going to roll the same back lineup back out again <laughs> for these last, how many ever games, if we do play them, or if he'll maybe try to implement some changes, some things he saw, some things he wants to do different and see, you know, maybe how that works going the next season or, or even, you know, about roll, how he wants to bring some guys up and get a look at them. And maybe he wouldn't have been able to get a look if the season just went on as normal. So there's some interesting facets. If, you know, like you said, it's probably a stupid idea to do this in the long run, but there's definitely some interesting facets of the league coming back on air for this long break. So I actually was saying something very similar, right. And, and my one kind of, you know, silver lining, uh, of this is, Hey, we might get to see guys we would normally see. Right. As you said. So the most disappointing thing for me though, would be for it to come back. And then he's still jamming the same lines out there and the same, you know what I mean? He's doing nothing differently for the what 0.03% chance. Yeah. We're still alive, baby. But, uh, and then you ruin your drafts, your draft status too. And you fall right. to the top 10 and you end up with Jake Sanderson. Right. So I would, I would rather see call up anyone from Rochester who you think has a even 10% chance of playing for the team next year. Right. Just dress them, right. You know, roll, rotate them in, do whatever you want to get, get, see them in, in games that are asterisk, I guess I'll say, because there's no fans and you know, it's a like weird season and just, just see them against NHL players. I mean, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Do I think they'll do it? Absolutely not. Cause this is the most conservative franchise of all time. Of course. But I, yeah, I think that would be the one cool thing about this, and what'll make me ill physically is if it restarts and nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there's even like, um, you also it gives make... people a reason to watch. Well, that's too. But the fan base is totally disengaged right now. Oh, of course. Well, right. I, I, I'll say I think that would change if it started again. But now I'm not sure if that would even change. Anyways, yeah. I think a lot of people are chucked out now and done. Anyways, I think they were happy. Yeah, I've seen more replies like, oh my God, this was a relief rather than I miss hockey. Yeah, right. You know, or Sabres hockey, I guess, specifically because we all miss hockey, but I miss playoff hockey. That'd be awesome. That was going on right now. But the Sabres themselves, I can probably do without that stress. Yeah, I'm good. I was going to say, like, I I don't know. I have to check if it's legal or not. But like, even like a guy like Grusselanian is an option too, if you wanted. You can bring him back from his loan. I mean, that Liga season has been canceled and over. So I don't, I'm not sure if you could do that. If you've already loaned him over that, I have to look, but. If you could, you could do that too if you wanted. So, yeah, I think you, I think you could do that because didn't Vegas do that with a player during the playoffs a couple of years ago? Yeah, then they they brought uh, what's his name over and then traded. They never played him though. They brought uh, uh the guy that traded to New Jersey. Why am I forgetting his name? That's gonna whatever his name is. Is it Russian. Nozick? No, no, it's not Nozick. No. It was a Russian kid. Yeah, I, I whatever. That guy who got traded. Shippa, uh, whatever. No, nope, right. he was one that they signed and sent him back to Russia. <laughs> Are you gonna make me look it up? No, I'm doing it. Go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> keep saying words. <laughs> Gusev. Gusev, that's who it was. Yes, yes. Nikita Gusev. Yep, correct. Uh yeah, they they did do that with him and he never played a game. So that makes that makes so yeah, I guess you can do that. So but again, like you said, they're the most conservative franchise ever, so they won't do that. Yep. 
but I am curious kind of how this hypothetical restart plays out, right? I mean, it's what's supposed to talk now for, well, four to six centralized locations. Mint Buffalo yeah. could be one of them perhaps with Harbor they, Center. Yeah, and they were saying it was actually one of the more ideal spots for that reason, right. which who fucking cares because nobody's watching it. You know, it's not like you can go <laughs> attend it, but yeah, exactly. Right. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's different. It's interesting. It, it'll at least, I guess, be nice if it gets to that point to have sports on again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the NBA, I think, had something today where they were telling players, I, I forgot what day it was, maybe like May 1st, something like that, so they can maybe start getting together again and working yeah, out. Areas, so, right. Yeah. Depending so, on restrictions in that area right. or something. Yeah. yeah so so we're, we're getting there. I guess we're, we're starting to, you can slightly, with coronavirus here, maybe see the light at the end of the, the tunnel, but it's, you know, it's, it's a ways off. It's really. a dim light. Yeah. <laughs> until and realistically, until there's some sort of vaccine, like life's not getting back to any type of normalist normalcy, I would say, but you know, we're, we'll see, we'll see what things take us. Baby steps. One step at a time here. I'm actually, I'm not the, I'm not this type of dude, but if I put I'm going to legitimately, if this drags on long enough, post a before and after shot. <laughs> Cause like, I think I saw you what maybe like a week before this all came. That's down, right. Yeah, maybe you did, two yeah. weeks, right? Yeah. And yeah, you've had it, different looks. Like you've had like you've had hair, then you've had buzzed hair. You've had like a beard. You've had a it, mustache, and like you've like you've hit the the different things. I think deep different down, looks here. I think deep down, I'm a shapeshifter, and I just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give you it's, it, this is this is the time to try out new styles because nobody can see you. Yeah. So it's like, except yourselves, you could try out new things and be like, no, that's not working. But nobody even know you tried it. Not except no, but, you who post pictures of yourself doing it so people know that you do it. Yeah. Just you need to know that I'm changing myself. <laughs> Care about me. Love me. I'm a narcissist. I need this. Um, no, Love my mustache. <laughs> Signed mustache. Um, <laughs> but no, if you look at it, was probably it was it was hot out because we were, we were when we went to uh, Trainwreck's Studio D to record last summer. Yep. Um, so was that like nine months ago, maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I was like skinny as a rail at that point. I was I was just not in good shape, and uh, yeah, I think I think in, since then I've put on about thirty five pounds, which is bananas. Uh, so yeah, there, there's going to be a like our next group meetup because the the group meetup that summer was right after that. And Correct. I looked like yeah. I look like everyone's little brother in that picture. <laughs> that's right. That's gonna be, that's gonna be yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. I, I just love uh, I, I was standing in the back, and Eric's wife is like, "Dude, no." Stop it. Get up here, tiny. Take a knee. Take a knee, young man. It's like, okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Vic is great. Uh, But yeah, it's, yeah, it'd be, I guess everybody would kind of look different. Like, I'm, I I look the same. Somebody have long hair. No, not long hair, but it's long. What? I'm not over here, like, I'm not over here, like, putting, like, my hair in a bow or anything, but it's just. No man bun? No man bun. It's just longer than I would like right now. I did go, I, I did shave the beard off in that I looked in the mirror, didn't like it, walked out, my wife laughed at me, and thankfully it grew back like a week later. So that's, that's definitely not, <laughs> that's not happening again. Nobody will see me without that beard again. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's life right now. You know, it's, it, it's trying to get through, we're trying to push through. And, and I think that if sports, you know, all kidding aside, um, those come back, that'd be awesome. I mean, having the NFL draft was pretty cool. Was neat, um, yeah. Not to have some sort of sports something to look on. Um, although I admit, after like the first 10 picks, like I started to get 
Get get interested, you. but I'm glad I hung around because like seeing the Mike Vabral shot, I think was worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad I stuck around for the whole thing. And then, so I, I think my favorite things were the Mike Vabral shot, and then Bill Belichick having his dog sitting <laughs> there whenever <laughs> when the Patriots were up. That was great. That was a super power move. I love that. It was. But yeah, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the Sabers or do you want to just keep talking about life? I mean, I mean, I it's the Saber podcast. We should probably talk a little bit about the Sabers. I mean, I guess. So what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the defense that we talked about a lot of on those uh, hot topic on Twitter today? Or you want to talk, talk about, about the draft? The defense. I, talk I, the defense? I, I think we lead with the defense. You lead with the defense. The defense. Well, I guess the defense does lead the Sabres this year if we're thinking about it. it, it that's, that's good work on your part right there. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but good job. Certainly not, but I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. So here's what sparked the whole conversation today, right? Um, so I put out a tweet because, like I said, I was thinking about the team a lot today. And I put out a tweet because um, I was thinking about the defense in particular. Um, how many players in the blue line are actually good? So I landed on, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, or move players around because you have your own mind and your own right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> to make sure people understand that. I'll make Anthony agree with me or disagree with me. Uh, so I had people, players who are I know are good is Darlene. Players who are probably good, uh, Yoki Haru. Uh, players who are fine in a certain role, Miller and McCabe. Uh, players who I don't really know what they are as pilot because he hasn't played enough. When he does play, he's mostly fine, but still super small sample. Uh, Borgen, we don't know. Bryson, we don't know. And then the guys who are probably bad, I had Rislan and, and Montour. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? So yeah, I, I think I agree with everything except I'm I'm probably a little bit higher on Callum Miller than you, and um, I think I think Kruger's usage of him kind of muddied the you know what I mean is he actually good yeah. kind of thing because we didn't see him consistently, but um, I, I I think he's I think he's he doesn't they're not comparable because Yogi Haru is 20, but I think he probably belongs in the probably good section to me, but I think everything else is is spot on. Um, McCabe, you know, I, I think actually. I had the report card on him for Die by the Blade the last or earlier this month, and uh, I basically, you know, echoed that sentiment. Like in the right role, he couldn't be useful. You know what I mean? He's a useful third pairing guy if used correctly. Uh, but yeah, everyone else is a big question mark. And and like you said, probably I, I think if you wanted to even nitpick further, you could go wrist line and definitely bad and Montour probably bad. Um, <laughs> you could do that. You could do but, that. Uh, but yeah, I know. I I, I agree. I, I think uh, I think the and you're going to get to this. I'm sure the Montour thing shook people, but it shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. So it, so it kind of ties in. There's two players I think that were the kind of the biggest topics in that, and one was McCabe, and one was Montour. So let's let's kind of start with McCabe. So I wrote about McCabe for Expected Buffalo, so you, you can kind of go check that out. Kind of how I think the best way to, I, I put it was he's a player that we don't fully understand, right? Mm-hmm. So. He's a guy, when you look at his underlying numbers, um, defensively, he's actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. His shot rates are pretty good. Um, the shot quality against is actually pretty good. Uh, at the end of the day, he's probably, and this is why he gets back to good in the right role, um, if he's used as a third-pair defenseman, I, I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, once he got away from Ristolainen and got away from being you know, played as a top-pair defenseman, essentially, uh, I didn't mind him the rest of the season. I thought he was fine. Like he played with Yoki Hari, we thought he was fine. I think he even played with Noah a little bit, and I thought it went fine. Mm-hmm. Um, where he gets in the problems, that's frustrating, and I think is why people 
land on the well, he's definitely not good thing and he's bad is is the turnovers, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. he just he just make he just is I guess you could say bad hockey IQ. Like he makes bad decisions. He's the JP Lossman of zone <laughs> Right, exactly. And that doesn't that doesn't help either. He can't pass. Yeah. Um, or not very well at least. But I think it's I think it goes beyond that too. It's it's just simple positioning mistakes, it's simple um things like that where he catches himself at times. Now the benefit is when you play him in the right role, since he's playing less minutes, he's playing a lesser talent, you don't see that as much. And then he's better at it. Now, by saying all this, I'm in no means advocating the Sabres need to keep him as a bottom pair defenseman. I think a player, um, Kevin, who was in the part of this conversation, I think put it pretty well, where while he's good at that things, those things, it's, it's not a player that can't be replaced. Uh, I mean, the Lawrence pilot, the way I see it, I, I think it's just a, upgraded version of Jake McCabe. He's good defensively. I think he passes the puck better and he's not going to give you a ton offensively and he's not flashy. Yeah, so the first thing people will point to though is the physicality thing, which it's like, if right. He, he would need to be physical if he was playing the puck better. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, if you look at it though, like this year, I was impressed by how good pilot was in front of the net. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, he was physical in front of the net for a guy of his size. You know, he moved players out in front. He's not afraid to do that. So, you know, that kind of impressed me with him. I understand he's not as big as McCabe or, you know, will lay the hits on, but you know, there's times McCabe has tried to lay those hits and miss and it's cost them. So maybe oh, yeah. he won't with Pilot. So, mm-hmm. you know, so again, he can be replaced. Right? It's I'm not saying to keep him, but I think when you're looking at the whole picture, it it is what it is. And <laughs> one thing Kevin said too, I think that kind of stirred some people up too, was one of his replies were um, that, you know, I remember exactly what he said, but basically that, the way you have it with McKay being better than Montour is correct and at the same time horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, the, I think he actually put that pretty well. Yep. He's, he's absolutely right in that regard. And I, I think I, I don't remember exactly how I worded it, uh, but I, I think I wrote it in 2003. Jake McCabe is a fantastic defenseman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just, yep. he just in, if you can't transition the puck, you're going to have trouble as a defenseman in today's NHL. You know what I mean? They And last not... year with a defenseman who transitions, your partner is a good transition defender, which yeah, right. I said that because we're going to tie that all together here, but go ahead, continue. Sure. But you, you can't be, I don't think that incompetent at it and be anything no. more than a situation, like a, 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 in the right role, third pairing, like right. saying he is. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's always been interesting with McCabe, right? Because he, he got hurt for those couple of years, and you're thinking like, oh, maybe you know what I mean? Maybe he's he's playing hurt, right? Or maybe he's yeah. just not the same. And I don't know. I I think for the last three years, I, I've been saying the same thing about him. Then going into this season, I just loathed him because <laughs> I hated that he was he had become one of the more overrated Sabers <laughs> fans, right? And then you know this year, for a lot of people, it was like the last straw with him. And for me, it was like, well, he was actually a little better. So I've always been on like the, the wrong side of popular opinion on him. Not the wrong side. Let's let's just say the other side yeah. of, of popular opinion on McCabe. But uh, yeah, they. But like Kevin said, though, they don't, or maybe you said, but they don't need him. You know what I mean? He's not. No. He's not essential. Uh, right. Could they keep? Someone him will give him? you good value for him, and then you trade him. Yeah, like what's his cap at? Like two point eight or something 2. like that. That that's something. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, if he's if you know his next deal, he's looking for like over three. Nah, like I I can do better than that. Wasn't he the guy who in arbitration asked for like four something? That was that him, was right? Insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, both he. Yes, he was. He he was just completely off his rocker in arbitration. <laughs> I I retweeted it like ha ha. I'm like if they give him that and they sign him, I'll lose my mind. 
Yeah, that's that's good. That's funny stuff, Jake McCabe. But the other guy uh, who I think is maybe the more interesting one uh, is Montour here. So, mm-hmm. you know, my kind of thing is, and, and I like kind of bringing this up in the podcast because it's it's kind of hard to articulate your thoughts through a tweet. Where I think more I can talking it through, I, I can express kind of my whole thought. I mean, I've done it before, but I can kind of again rearticulate my thought on Montour is, you know, he's, as, as I've said numerous times, I, I think of any player on this team, literally the entire team, um, that changed my opinion the most on would be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into this season, I was high on him. I thought he could be a top four defenseman. He could be something. Um, for most of this season, as it went on, I just, I, I guess my confidence in him started to wear thin and I, I just, I didn't know what to do with him. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. It, in a way it, it's like that. It's like from that um, office space movie. It, it's like looking at him as like, what exactly do you do here? Like, <laughs> cause I, I don't I mean you, you skate good. You're a good transition defender and that's good, but you're not good offensively. At least when, when the uh, possession has been established. I, I think he's better than some people think defensively, but still, if, if anything, it's average. Right. Right. He's not yeah. above average or anything. So it's, so you're, you're not good defensively. You're okay. You're not good offensively. You're not good on the power play. You're really kind of not that good on the penalty kill, but the system is so bad. I don't know for sure, but I don't think you're that good on it. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I have a transition defender here in a system that for some reason that discourages transition. discourages the transition through defenseman, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I looked at Corey's data the other day, and the Sabres were, if not last, were bottom three in um, like entries. I think I did the math, like entries for 60 for defenseman. That, that tracks. Yep. Yeah. So, like, you know, and it, does dumping it in at the red line not count as an entry? Right. I mean, they, they have players who could do it. Miller could do it. Darlene can do it. Montour could do it. Chris Lanning could even do it. And even, they just, yeah, I even think nobody Yoke does Yoke it. Do it. Yeah, Yoke 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 could even do it. Just, and McCabe, really, if he gets going, he could do it too. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, they get, they, they get going. Like, okay, here we go. And they get the red line and dump it in. I'm like, ah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe that's kind of, I put that in my head. It's kind of one of the things that, you know, maybe that's how we get improvement out of him is if Kruger changes up his system with better forwards and that would help him because then he'd be able to transition better because that's, mm-hmm is one thing he does well, but you know, that, that last month of the season, uh, especially that West coast trip where him and wrist just got mm. embarrassed. Yeah. And I don't even think that's wrong to say just it's not embarrassed on that trip. I mean, that just, that for me, put in the category where I'm like, all right, this, I, I don't think this guy is that good. Mm. And, and now it's now let you go first and then I'll kind of get my idea. Now it's okay. How do I, if he's on my team, how do I protect him? Basically, how do I put something around him to make him useful? If he's still going to be on my team, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, for expected Buffalo last week or maybe two weeks ago, I did the uh, Ristolainen article. Did he actually improve? And and that was a whole section of the Ristolainen Montour debacle, right? That that man, they just killed each other's stat lines yep. just by being with each other, right? And yep. and, and basically, I, what I summarized was both of them need the opposite of that you know what i mean they yeah montour needs the opposite of wristline and wristline needs the opposite of montour they don't they don't mesh at all their skill sets are not complementary in any way 
Um, the only complimentary piece of that duo was Ristolainen and sucks at zone exits and Montour is pretty okay at them. Right. Yep. That was it. Everything else was just a disaster. Um, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Kevin during the season where uh, the inside of Montour's head is just a monkey crashing symbols when he's in the offensive zone. <laughs> it was like so, so correct. Um, but no, you, you actually probably phrased it best at the beginning of the year. He's, he's your modern defensive defenseman, right? Yeah. I, I think a little bit. Right. Um, and I, I wonder if the solution, I don't, I don't know that there's a great solution, right? I mean, you definitely don't want two of him. You know what I mean? You need someone more complimentary and, I don't know that the Sabres have that guy. Maybe they have one person like that. Well, here's kind of, you know, you're kind of setting me up here. You put the ball in the tee for me here. So here's kind of where I, I get into that. And again, I keep saying we're going to tie this together. And here's where we're going to tie it together between these two players, McCabe and Montour. So McCabe, Montour, like you said, can be that tradi- traditional, quote unquote, um, you know, today's type of defensive defenseman um a guy who's good on transition and that's where he generates his offense because he gets involved in the play coming from defense to offense so you'd want to start him more in the defensive zone as opposed to starting him more in the offensive zone which i think you wrote about is kind of the misconception um you know people have a certain players and he's never really been utilized in that role yeah basically the, the misconception that speed and and transition ability makes a defenseman offensive that's, right that's not correct correct and the interesting thing is you know when I looked it up today for the podcast started, so it just it just it just kind of came to me. Those two together kind of verifies the theory, if you will, that mm-hmm. putting Montour with a defensive defenseman, in this case McCabe, and giving him defensive zone starts primarily has yielded good results. Now, these numbers I'm going to give you is in a small sample size which is frustrating that we didn't get to see more of this. But so let's go back to 2018-19. McCabe and Montour played 69 minutes together. Very nice. Uh, they had a shot share, of course, of 54%, and a shot quality share of 55%. So expected goals, 55%. Their offensive zone start rate was 23.53%. So 23%. So they started the majority of their shifts in the defensive zone. So that's interesting. So I went and looked. I'm like, well, how much did they play together this year? And again, it wasn't a lot. 80 minutes. But of those 80 minutes, 52% shot share, 63% expected goal differential, 44% offensive zone starts. So again, more shifted towards offensive zone starts. And then you're seeing these numbers. I mean, those numbers for Montour are the best with any pair of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure if that was the case last season, but this season, that's the case. So you see something here, right? You see, well, maybe this checks out. And that's kind of one of the things that, you know, one of the reasons I, I kind of, I, you know, I, I bring up this Jonas Brodin thing a lot because I think that could really work. You know, Brodin's, a better def- Brodin's one of the best defensive defensemen in the league, right? So, you know, you put him with Montour, that can be your shutdown pair and, like, you can get a role in there. Uh, Montour can be, you know, because Brodin's also, for what, it worth, it's, for what it's worth, is not the greatest transition defender. He's just excellent in his own end he gives nothing up so that's he's 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 today's well i mean he's still in the league but he's a younger uh charles i can't say his name for my life (laughs) (laughs) correct he is exactly he's only 26 years old i mean he only has one year on his contract but that's we'll save that for another day but you know but even still i mean this in theory in a small sample size here that works but again 
like you mentioned, it's the misconception of this team. And even the Ducks fall into that of thinking, well, his traits are more known as offensive traits. Right. But that doesn't mean that he should be given offensive zone starts because you have to understand what he does well. Right. And this, as, as we talked at the beginning, to put at the end of this, it's not much. But yeah. the one thing he does do well benefits from starting in the defensive zone and beginning to play up the ice and getting involved in offense that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by starting in the offensive zone, you've taken away his biggest strength. Right, exactly. Yeah, he no longer has to aid transition. He's already there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things I, I, I'd be curious of, and I don't know if there's a way to find this out or maybe it would just take an ungodly amount of research, but I'd almost like to see on those in those offensive zone starts to what – trying to word this right to what degree uh what was was that grouping successful in maintaining offensive pressure and to what degree did they relent pressure back right i wonder how good he is on that back check you know coming back from the offensive zone yeah getting himself resituated defensively because i'm not I sure mean, if you just look at it i mean it, it, it he's not right you i know, don't think he is and that's <laughs> the thing. every well, single that's pair he plays with besides mccabe they get offensive zone heavy offensive zone starts right so I, guess, I guess I guess that's what I'm getting at, right? Where you're you're not only taking away his greatest strength, you're actually highlighting his weaknesses. Right. You're doubling down on that problem. Yeah. Because he's not good when possession is established offensively. As no, you said, Kevin what Kevin said, you know, he's just a monkey smashing symbols in there. Cause he doesn't like because <laughs> he doesn't just he's just his best trait is skating. And like you yeah. really can't utilize that in an offensive zone where it's cramped. I mean he What's what terrifying is because I don't think his hockey IQ is very high either. Well, uh, no. him and on the, I think they do well. I, I'm not. I'm but that's the funny thing, right? Like, they don't have the great hockey IQ, but they do right. well together. Like, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> it's weird how that works out, but you know, that, that's hockey sometimes. But I mean, yeah, it's. I don't know, but it's. The thing that gets tricky with Montour is, and then the money comes into the picture. The right? Money is key. You could people, you could accept people, people him talking about six million dollars that are out of their. No, minds. It's not going to be that high. No, even five million is way too much. Yeah, I, I think you're going to be around four probably. He makes three point something now. You're probably going to be around four, mm-hmm. even if he goes to arbitration. I think he's getting four. I, I just could, I could maybe live with four. So, but still, do you want but like two years maximum? I well, right. I can't do I can't do term with him. No. My fear is, though, with Jason Bottle being back, oh, that God, yeah. he does want to go turn because that's his trade, right? He, he loves doubling down on his mistakes. Of course. Absolutely. Right. So it's... Wayne Simmons is going to get a three-year deal. <laughs> God, I'm not kidding. Horrifying. I'm being serious. That's you are. Yeah, I know. That's horrifying. You're COVID, right. COVID, COVID basically just like assured a nightmare offseason for us because <sighs> our one hope was that Bottle wouldn't be making decisions, <laughs> and he's 100% going to double down. Yeah. Well, let's not get down that path yet because we'll say that for the second half here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, to wrap on to wrap, I, I just, I don't know if I want to pay a, a, a guy who's basically a glorified third pair defender, you know, $4 million, right? I mean, that's nope. I mean, certainly not. I mean, I could, can Jacob Bryson do a similar thing and for a whole lot cheaper? I mean, <laughs> can Borgen do the same thing, right? I mean, it's, you know, yeah, Bryson and Borgen are my children. <laughs> I love them so much. I love them equally. I'm not as high. I know, I know you don't like Borgen. I'm not as high in Borgen as you, but Bryson, I'm I'm there with you. I'm there with you I on like Bryson. Borgen. Yep, I like them both. They're uh, yeah, they're very exciting to me. The B brothers. The B bros. The B defenders. The B <laughs> defenders. All right, that was bad. Poor time. We can we can keep going. 
No, we're good. I think that was important. Time. <laughs> B unit. <laughs> B unit. <laughs> no, I was going to say something else, but I'm, I'm just going to stop. You All right. <laughs> I should. <Good> call. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, let's get our break in here. Uh, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk uh, draft and get into some questions. Um, a little draft talk because I did do a mock draft today or yesterday. I don't know what the hell day it is. I, I did a mock draft recently. Dude, and time it, is a false construct now. <laughs> really Days is. don't exist. It, it's so true. It's all just, I don't know. I, I think we're still in March. Maybe it's <laughs> April. I don't even know. Um, so, yeah, so we'll take our break here uh, and then we'll come back here. So, a quick 30 second break. Uh, you're listening to Beyond the Blade here on the SB Nation Podcast Network. It's been a long day. Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again We've come a long way From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again Alrighty, welcome back So, as you mentioned uh, second half here. I don't know how long it'll go, but we'll see based on the questions. We don't have a ton, but we're going to talk about the draft first because it could be in June still, um, from what they're saying. It could be in September. It could be in October. It could be sometime in between. Who the hell knows? But I think I think we're pretty sure there will be a draft at some point. So I was in the draft mood. Maybe it was the NFL draft who got me there. So I put together uh, a mock draft, and I had. Um, the first thing I did is I kind of did a, a, a lottery to kind of make it interesting. And nobody really moved us up. New Jersey moved up to two when they got by fields. Now they have like a ridiculous amount of really good centers. So good for New Jersey in that scenario, in that realm. Um, but I had the Sabres going with Lucas Raymond at seven. So Swedish forward, a uh, ton of skill, ton of talent. But if they don't get him, it's not the end of the world either because of kind of where I am now with my whole draft philosophy. Uh, and Anthony, you can have a different approach if you want to sell me on Jake Sanderson. Um, I my, be doing that. <laughs> my philosophy here is like on draft day. Uh, I'm going to put a post note on my desk when I'm watching um, anything but defense and goalie. So basically mm-hmm. forward only. That, that's my, that, that's my, my thing here. So I don't think if you're in the top 10, I don't think you can go wrong. Um, there's a ton of talented forwards this year, which kind of works with what the Sabres need. So forward, that's, that's, that's all you got to do. Just it's so easy for bottle to not mess this up. Just <laughs> right. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just take it's, I don't even care. Like which forward, just take one. You can't even like, I don't even be mad if you pick one. That's like my third favorite or something like just, just, just get one of them and, yeah. and I'll be happy is where I'm at. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, uh, it's funny. I was looking at, at your uh, box draft earlier, and, and that board fell. And, and granted, uh, I hmm, don't want to word this. I've taken a different approach to how I look at the draft. I, I really don't care who they pick. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's such kind of a crapshoot that trying to, like, prognosticate yeah. down, yep. down to the pick is, is not yeah. the same as NFL, right? It, it's right. not a, it's, it, there, I mean, shit. There's a lot of variation there, right? and some some of those time. kids you're not even going to see for a year or two either. So like, exactly. you know, we're going to come right in, right? And so, um, but like you said, though, given our organizational state, it needs to be a forward. 
I, I loved how this board fell though. I mean, I like, I love Raymond. I mean, he, everybody loves Raymond, but uh, he, <laughs> he, I mean, the way he, I think he went best player available there. I mean, Perfetti's great right after that. Lindell, I really like. I'm I like him too. Super, I'm super he's not flashy, him. but I, I think no. he's a really good, I think he's, I want to say the best two way forward in this draft. I think I'm going to say that. I, I think, think he's the best right. two way forward yeah. in the draft. Yeah. But I mean, if those three are on the board, I mean, they can't go wrong. The only problem is I needed you to have somebody pick Sanderson before this and you didn't just so the temptation <laughs> wasn't there. Um, I th- 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 that's, that's really, I mean, him and Askarov are the only picks that would completely infuriate me. They're the only landmines there. Like I, I would be yeah. mad about Drysdale, Drysdale same. but he's going to be good though. But he's going to be good, right? So, and like, so, I'll be, so I'll be like, mad for like a couple of weeks, and I'll probably get over it. But yeah, you pick one of the other. I'd survive Drysdale, yeah. but yeah, if they go Askarov or Sanderson with that pick, I'll I'll lose my freaking mind. Yeah. Um, good for the Senators though, getting uh, Stozel and Rossi. That's yeah, it's fantastic for them. I really um, like Rossi. I like him a lot. Me too. I really, I think he's great at it. It sucks because he was actually the first mock draft I looked at. Uh, this year had him going to the Sabres I'm like yes and at like eight or something right yeah. and then everyone kind of got wise to him and they realized he's he's probably not dropping that far um, yeah same deal with Holtz he was like a 11 to 12 at that time he really climbed too which um, is interesting because he kind of you know people I talked to he, he kind of had an underwhelming season I guess you could mm-hmm. say um I mean the, for a 17 year old same thing with Raymond for a 17 year old I wrote about um in the SHL and it's a difficult league to play in. That might be the, you know, second or third best league in the world um, for developmental purposes, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's tough for a 17 year old. And then, you know, Raymond playing for, for Lunda, you know, I think he was getting like third line minutes. So like, you know, you're not getting a lot either. And I'm sort of holds with the same thing for you garden. So yeah, I I think it's goal scoring that kind of moves him up. Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of what bolt him up. Yeah. It's going to be kind of crazy. I mean, conversely Raymond has kind of dropped you know what I mean on these boards which isn't really an indictment yeah. of him and, and I think it's great news because it gives the Sabres yeah. a higher chance of getting him uh it's probably going to the season I think he might have been up in the top three and then Stooch definitely comes was yeah Stooch comes out of nowhere and you no know, he yeah. climbs way up there I mean he's oh, a guy yeah. that the Sabres I'm not moved to three like oh he's another one that'd be thrilled like I would sprint yeah. to the podium to grab him too yeah no for sure it, it, be interesting to see if they get one of those three lottery spots or how they even handle the lottery actually yeah. this year. Um, well, if they're going to bring the season back, I think then it, that kind of answers its own question. Yeah. But if they don't, Fair then enough. yeah, it could get interesting. But I mean, again, I mean, from this, just for this conversation alone, I mean, we've almost hit every single forward here and we haven't been like, don't draft that forward though. Like, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you're fine, you know, as long as you don't go yeah. wild. I mean, even if you want to, even if they get Jack Quinn, who will not like, not that high in the kid. I, I, you know, there's there's some concerns there, but still, like, I, you know, whatever. Better fine. than Sanderson. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there's only two landmines in this draft. Just yeah. st- <laughs> please steer clear. But I'm, I'm, especially if they follow that top 10, I'm terrified. Oh, God. About Sanderson. No, I'm not because he's definitely, I'm going to tell you something. Someone's going to pick him in the top 10. That's my prediction. I do feel that will happen. Whether it's us or somebody else, someone's going to make that mistake. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's climbing up boards. I mean, you're right, that's, right? That's you, my you, bold you, prediction. You see him or, climbing. Yeah, semi-bold, I guess you can call it. Uh, that's my that's my like halfway bold prediction. Jake Sanderson goes top 10. It's weird Just, because like <laughs> there's really there's no middle ground on him. There's like mm-mm. there's like I mean, yeah, there's like yeah, he's definitely a top 10 player in this draft and there's like are you out of your mind? Like you probably yeah. shouldn't go top 20. Like there's there's definitely two avenues of thought. And I'm for me, I'm I'm in that shouldn't be 
Well, I should say top 20, but I, I think he's yeah. Should be the top ten, that's for sure. So here, here's my hope, right? And even though he's not good at evaluating talent, maybe Jason Botterill anticipated this being a really good forward draft, right? And, and knowing, okay, I'm not going to pick a defenseman with that first pick. That's why I need to get up and get Ryan Johnson this year, right? Get that, get that guy. Don't give that man that much foresight. Listen to me. <laughs> Let me live my fucking fantasy. Damn it. <laughs> but, that's that's what I'm hoping, but I'll tell you something. If you're at seven, Lucas Raymond, Cole Perfetti, Anton Lindell, and Jake Sanderson are your choices. How the hell do you come up with Jake? You just can't. You can't. Chad, you can't. I'd, I'd start a riot. I think I would start a riot. I would start a riot. I think. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. That would be our intro music to the next podcast. Let's start a riot. <laughs> it's not like me on draft day sitting on my floor staring blankly at the screen because the Bills picked Josh Allen type deal, but it'd be more along the lines of me whipping things across the basement. Yeah. Like it'd be more of an anger thing, not really a, a show boy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to draft, but I'll hold it. I was going to ask, I was going to ask if you would trade the pick in the right scenario, but I think we'll say that for another day. I think it's a longer conversation. We can say that. I'll give you a short answer now. Of course, you know, in the right scenario, in the right scenario. Right. I'll ask, I'll ask you boy. it this way. So if it's seven, would you consider trading it? Yes. Three. Depending on what you get. Yes. Top three, consider tra- trading it? What am I getting back? Yeah, if it's something amazing, sure. Mm, it's Sean Monahan. No. It's Matthew Barzell. No. Sidney Crosby. Who are you trading for then? <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. You said if the deal for the right deal, sure. Um, I would trade. Thief. I would trade Barzell for three. Would you? I would trade three for Barzell. Hmm. I would trade Sam Reinhardt for Barzell. I would trade three. And oh, am I going to say it? Don't say it. I don't know if it's I would do that. Be bad. That's a lot. Don't I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would trade both. You can't for Barzell. That's a lot. Okay. Well, we'll oh, I might. Oh, I, oh, I'd be tempted though. They're, they're, they, would, <laughs> they would never. They would never trade him. But if, and you're gonna hate me for this, but if if, um, Florida calls and offers me Huberto for him, I do it. For three. Yeah. He's not a center though. That'd, be my, that'd be my hold up. Okay. I can get a center. What about? Well, they're not trading him. What about Mark Shifley? They're not gonna do it. I'm just giving you. For three no. scenarios, no, no. Mm. I would trade Bark off for three. Oh hell yeah! I would. I would do that. Would I trade one? I wouldn't trade one. No, no, I would not trade one. I would trade three for Bark off. I would. I don't. I don't think I would do three for Hubert because he's not a center. Hmm. I think I need a center. If I'm trading top three pick, I need a center. That, that's fair. I gotta have a center. Well, let's talk about. Like, it's so funny because why would why talk, would I? We're not going to talk about this, but now we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> My last thing is, why would I trade for a winger when I can just sit right there and get a cheaper, good winger? You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. That's, that's right. a good point, too. That's a good point. You're right. Got to be a center. Mm. Okay, but we'll say that for another day. We'll, we'll, we'll move on here. We'll move on. We have questions to get to. All right. Let's get the fan questions in here. All right, Bill. So go ahead. It's your turn. Go ahead and give us the questions. <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. <laughs> uh, Bill. Yes, yeah. All right. I'll do it myself. Um... Pull them up here. Bill's not here. Did him already and written down. Wrote written written down. Can't even talk. Written down. He didn't have those all written down here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Where do we want to go first? 
Here's an interesting one. Uh, from Buffalo Irish. To what extent do you think expansion draft will influence this offseason? I'm mentally preparing myself for Friedman Dreger Radio Hits explaining how GMJB is trying really hard to trade a defenseman, but teams don't want to add an asset who will be exposed next offseason. That is terrifyingly accurate. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> right. That, that's an amazingly good fear. That, that, yeah. No, he's, he's spot on, Buffalo Irish. That's, that's a very real possibility. I think it's real. Um, I think that part of it is real. Uh, I also think the part of it, it goes the other way is teams making more players available for that very reason as well. Um, oh, okay. So they're trying to, cl- yeah, but I mean, I think, I think what he's getting at though is like, it's not futures. You're, the Sabres are looking to trade, right? So if teams looking to trade futures, that's the teams that they're trying to unload assets. They want futures back, right? Things that aren't going to get exposed. I think that's kind of what he's getting at. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah, that's, well, I think it all kind of you know, encapsulates itself, right? I mean, it, it goes, like I said, it goes both ways. There's, yeah, I mean, players, they might not want players, but they might want futures. But I think also we could see a scenario where certain players that are normal year might not be on the market might be this year because, I see what you're saying. you know, yeah, yeah. you got you to shed somewhere, I guess you could say. But right. that might not be the case either because we thought that would happen the last time expansion rolled around and it really didn't. So Yeah, I think everyone learned, uh, not everyone, I think a lot of GMs learned very hard lessons from that <laughs> exactly. expansion. Exactly. I agree with that. So I think it'll be some influence, but you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure how much yet. Right. Um, let's see how the season goes. Um, so here's our bottle of question. Uh, do you think um, some Shrek saber Shrek, nice picture of Shrek in here in this picture. This is uh, my swamp. <laughs> do you think bottle stays or do you think <laughs> he uses ogre? Do you think it's all ogre for him? <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> This is my new favorite guy. Um, I think we talked about it last podcast. With the current situation, I'd be very surprised if he's gone. Yeah, me too. I mean, and I'm the guy pleasantly who, surprised. But. And I'm the guy that tweeted that. Um, you know, I, I think I thought he. I I was on a good belief that he was on his way out. By the way. I knew COVID was coming because even when you and Bill were like, I think it's he's leaving. I'm like, I don't think he is, guys. I feel it. I feel something coming. But here's where it changes is especially now where we're trending towards uh having a season, it means we're gonna have a shortened off season, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not spending the time now releasing him and trying to find another general manager, what are you you're gonna do it when the season ends and you have like a yeah, two month window to get somebody up to speed here and get going. Like it's just no unless unless their their plan for replacement was Steve Greeley, who's already right, he's already here, right? Yeah, but that's I don't think so. No, and plus the Pagulas also might have um might have a money issue going on here. Uh, so are they going to want to fire somebody and pay them to no longer work for them when he only has one more year on his contract? And maybe they're like, eh, let's let him write it out. We'll see how it goes. That sounds right. I think but also, also they're under here. an insane amount of pressure to be good. So I don't know. They can't, yeah. they can't get fans engaged. How are you going to engage fans bringing that guy back? You know what I mean? No, you're right. I, I think where, it's where, a real... where, is it, where is it costing you more money in the box office or paying him the dead cap? Not that I think they're thinking about Well, I mean, you can always think about it this way too is <laughs> when the next season starts, are they even going to be able to have fans in the building anyway? So does that really matter? <laughs> no, man. That's a sad thought. That's the reality of life, my man. Uh, all right. You know what, Chad? 
You'd be hitting me with a lot of <laughs> realities today. I don't appreciate it. I apologize for Back to the fear truth. bunker. <laughs> Rizzy got you to come out of there. Uh, over under how many times we both pause waiting for Bill to speak. I think we did hey, a good that job. Was my question. That was your own question. I think, <laughs> I think we did a good job with that. That, that guy was... is so handsome. I just want to say. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it happened zero times. I'm surprised. That's good. Uh, John Brown, uh, Buffalo Bills wide receiver. Uh, asked if Jake Sanderson was a saber yet. He's not. Stop it, John. <laughs> we talked about that. Um, John see. does come in every week. To credit to John, I like to, I like to give credit to guys who ask <laughs> questions every week. He comes in every week and does make me laugh. Like he always says something like, "Hey, did this terrible thing happen yet?" <laughs> it's like it might though, John. Stop it. Uh, God. All right. So last question here. Uh, it's actually a good question. If Bath doesn't get fired, which we talked about, mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. Uh, what's the first step he could make this offseason that could actually give us hope that he can turn it around in spite of everything he's done up until now? And this is from Gabe. You want a messed up answer that people are going to hate, but it's true. Go for it. Trade both Montour and Ristolainen. For both something. or one? Yes. Both? both yes, hmm. correct. That would that would 100%. If, if you want like my I, my dream thing he could do to make me maybe change my mind that he's not a terrible evaluator, trade them both. That's not bad. I was going to go a little bit different. I was going to go with, um, if you want to start instilling a hope and baby steps in me, um, pick a forward in the top 10. That, that's oh, so baby you went, steps you, here. You went baby steps. <laughs> I, went, I went, yeah. You went all the way. Right. Like you're all yeah. in, right? Yeah. But I, I think what he's getting at is like, what could he do to make you say, oh, maybe that. Like the, because I'm at definitely not right now. So if I'm gonna get moved to maybe he needs to do something bold and smart. That's that's bold and smart. Don't re-sign Wayne Simmons. Oh, he's gonna that might, do that. That might be up there too. You know what though? If he does it for 1.7 million for like a year, I'm not gonna give a shit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, I guess not. Like, who am I? No, I'm still gonna care. Like, I I won't care. For me, it's. It's the principle of it. Right, that and like then like he takes a spot from like Rusalane and like who gives me who's gonna give me more? Does he though? Probably. Like, okay. I mean again, this is something I want to say for different podcasts, but if you start adding in like is Middlestat back? Is Thompson back? Are they on the roster? Is Lazar back? Is Larson back? If some of these guys are gonna like if you're gonna promote uh Thompson and Middlestat and even Asplin. Like you're starting to fill up roster spots pretty damn quick here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not a lot of gaps. Then you're going to resign Simmons. Like, all right. I, I mean, then, then, then if Cousins comes in, you have like one forward spot open. All right. Let me ask you this: knowing what you would know about their their term, you know, anticipated term and dollar value, if you had to pick one that had to come back, VC or Simmons? Oh, Simmons. Yeah. 100%. And the reason why I be, and the reason why is because they do as a in a role that doesn't impact as much. Exactly. If DC's back, he they'll try to throw him in a top six role. And, and it's and and it's not a one year deal. Right, correct. You know what I mean? So yeah. yes, I mean I agree with you there. The problem is I see them both coming back. I think it's gonna happen. Oh no, I don't think he's coming back. No, 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 no. I, no. I think Vodero wants would no. want to do nope. it. Nope, nope. Maybe. Nope. I will I was like, wow, I was gonna say I'll I'll tattoo your name. I was gonna say I'll tattoo your name on my chest if he comes back. I'm not going. I don't even want you to do that. (laughs) Nobody wants that, Chad. 
I just, I just, no, I would be. You just hear my wife. So why did he do this? <laughs> he lost a bet about Wayne Simmons and Jimmy VC. No, hold on. I said, I said VC. Simmons uh, is one thing. I think, I think there's a, there's a pretty good possibility of Simmons coming back. VC though, I think like, no, like no, yeah, no. The only, the well, I'm going to tell you something that I, I'll tell you right now, if they bring Simmons back and BC back and they don't bring Larson back. Oh my God, I'll cry. <laughs> I'll be really upset. That's um, it's insanity. I think the only guy who's a definitely not, like I would bet my house, definitely not is for league. There's, oh zero, God, no. there's 0% chance he's coming back. No. That's the only guy I'm putting no. at 0.0% is Michael for league. Everyone else is a possibility. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. There, there's a, there's, I think right above at like 0.01 is Jimmy VC. <laughs> I think right above that, but yeah, I mean, everything, I think varying their possibilities are coming back. That's for sure. But we're going to say that because that's an interesting conversation, I think for a full podcast, especially when there's no hockey going out to kind of dive into that, to kind of break down the roster itself and be like, how many spots are realistically open here for them to do something? I like it. And also we can talk about salary cap because I think people are going to be, What's the word here? Are going to be shook? Shook? I guess might be a good way to put it on how much cap space realistically they do have after they sign their 100 restricted free agents barrel put into this offseason. Because <laughs> realistically, when you, when you get down to it, um, well, they, he probably has about the same amount of money left after signing the restricted free agents as he did last year. So, like, for all that cap space, well, actually, it's not that much cap space. But we'll say that. We'll say that at pressing news for a different day. So, all right, let's put a wrap on this. So we'll get into the spiel here at the end. Uh, make sure you're following uh, all of us on Twitter, uh, Anthony at Chandra Sports, myself at CMD Diminicis. Uh I almost just throw out Bill's handle there. I will anyways. <laughs> Bill at Bill Shockey. Uh, yeah, follow Bill anyway. Yeah, do it anyways. Um, the podcast at BTB Hockey. Uh, make sure you're following Dab with the Blade for your excellent Sabres content as well. And make sure you rate, share, um, all the other fun stuff. Subscribe. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And yeah. So that's it. First podcast officially without Bill in the books. It's sad we made it through, Anthony. I'm trying to think of like a catchy title for this podcast that incorporates goodbye and Bill. Goodbye, Bill. No, but like better. See ya. Right, we should, that that's it. No, like footing the bill. Like, can, 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 I know, but C is like Bill's C, like. Oh, right? C is perfect. See, damn it, got the old noodle roll in there. By the way, if anyone guest or otherwise ends a podcast with Sia, I'm coming for blood. Bill's <laughs> thing, it's trademarked. Don't. I'm gonna. I've got to think of my thing, which I'm gonna do on the fly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, God help I don't, us. All. I don't. I don't need a thing. Yet. God help us. <laughs> Your, th- your thing is Joker lines. That's your thing. I just drop an F bomb at the end of your podcast. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have to have the dad talk after the podcast. All right, Anthony, you can't do that again. <laughs> uh, all right. This is getting wild now. Let's end this podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Um, I, I think I would like to try to pop another one out next week here because I think there's some topics in my head that before I get disinterested in them, I'd like to kind of throw some words i don't know jump in front of the microphone and talk about it again so we'll try to do that so for anthony and chad we are out of here thank you very much for listening and everyone stay healthy and safe and we will talk to you next week see ya
Thank you.